Yes, you're on air. So, yeah, this is Mike. How are you? How are you doing, Melbourne? I'm okay. Melbourne? Yes, Melbourne, the Melbourne show. Woohoo! I just tried to uh, actually call you, missed you, and was about to put on another couple of songs, and you called in, so I didn't have to. So, just what... in a nick of time. Yeah, I was racing to get get back here so I could. Uh... Go live with you. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm, you know how it is. I would have just, uh, uh, just got on air and and said something, or just pushed it off for ten minutes. I mean, you know, everything happens when you're doing internet radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, so Michael, I, you have got such a great, great body of work. I'm really, really interested in hearing, you know, all about, especially the unsung, because I know I have a lot of friends who are really interested in all the unsung episodes that you're doing and, Uh you know, and Mm -hmm. all the film that you're doing too. So what I wanted to uh, start out with first is unsung because, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone loves unsung and you know just it's amazing uh so so first off what how do you want the unsung episodes to come across do you like them to come across as very uh, true truth well first of all you know i i am I'm, I'm the newest producer at unsung there's several of us there's not just one producer i'm not the guy the guy at Unsung, the, the number one producer, kind of the over the the head producer. His name is Mark Rowland, and he's our, he's my boss, Bye. and uh, he oversees several of us and uh, assigns us different shows. And you know, I, I did Denise Williams and Ray Parker Jr. and and Sly, most recently Sly and the Family Stone. So I'm pretty much following a directive from Mark. Mark is pretty much calling the shots, and we execute. It's like he's he's our he's the coach. And you know we're you know we're we're you know we're his team and uh, we go out and, and execute what the task is. So I kind of came into a system that already existed. It was already an award-winning show. The year mm-hmm. I started, it was the year they won the Image Award, and uh, they were already doing. You know they already had you know 30, 30 35 shows in the can. And uh, so I'm just you know kind of the latest person to join the team. I, I think I'm the you know and I'm having a great time and just feel honored to be a part of it. Um, what's you know what's going on there? I love history. I love music, and um, so it's it's, it's you know, it's not even like work to me. It's like it's like uh, doing something I would probably do anyway. Oh uh, yeah. You know, only mm-hmm. getting only getting paid to do it. You know. Oh wow! And 
also this the Sly and the Family Stone. I I saw that and it was an amazing. It was really interesting. Like I loved the whole truth about everything. I loved how you touched on you know everything they went through and everything was so. Everyone was so genuine and open about telling you what actually happened back there. You really got a good picture. Uh, you know, the, the girl who was in his band, who had his, who had his baby, his ex-wife, uh, all of them, they all are so honest and, uh, you know, it's so, I don't know how you get all the honesty out of people, you know, but I guess Sly was very open to being talked about. How does that work? Well, you know, Getting Sly was a big coup. You know, we had wanted to get him for many years mm-hmm. and were unsuccessful in getting him to sit down. And um, one of my Facebook friends, i got to thank Facebook for that because one of my Facebook friends made this happen. Wow. Um, yes, one of my Facebook friends um, was responsible for getting me to Sly's manager. Um, his, his, you know, his, one of his confidants, mm-hmm. um, close friend of his. Uh, Ruby Tuesday Jones out of Houston, and um, that's how that came about. Wow. And, uh, and then I interviewed Sly, and I didn't realize at the time that he hadn't sat down for an in-depth television interview in 40, almost 40 years since I think the either the really? Dick Cavett show or the Mike Douglas show. It had been, oh, it had been years since the 70s. I, I didn't know at the time. I just was happy to interview him, and then I find out later. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't know because I would probably would have been nervous um, to know that going into the interview. Mm-hmm. But he was very nice to me. We talked, and uh, and then uh, then that was in, in August uh, about a year ago. Um, right. In fact, it was I think it was a year ago to this day. A year ago today, the twenty second of August of last year. Um, and then on March fifteenth, on his birthday, he came in again, and we interviewed for another two hours. So the total was like four and a half hours, three and a half hours. I interviewed him for two hours the first time, ninety minutes the second time on his birthday. We got him a birthday cake and wished him happy birthday, his sixty ninth birthday. Wow. And you know, Sly is just cool. I mean, I've had we we have a good relationship and mm-hmm. uh, very nice man, very gracious. And uh, I got nothing but great things to say about him. And um, I just feel honored that uh, that he opened up to me. You know, so that's a blessing. And uh, you know, nothing, nothing. You know, I don't know. I got to thank Ruby, and um, and I've got to thank my friend, my dear new friend, who was the one that found got me to Ruby. Huh. His name escapes me, which she's going to kill me if I don't say her name. So I'll be huh. looking for it here while I'm uh, talking to you. But, uh, but yeah, that's how that came about. Wow. That's that's really crazy. That's It's great and it's crazy. I just I love when I hear stories like that, you know. Um, so... What happens? What happens when people when you want to do unsung? Do you put out for artists? And what about artists? Like he was so. I think the thing with unsung is it's so honest and real. Now, do you get artists that don't want to be real, that want to come on, but don't want to give the real story? And if so, are you prepared to record them, or uh, does unsung stand uh, representative to the truth? Well, um, I think I, I think your question is, um, I don't know. I would look at it this way. If somebody was wanted to do my life story, I would be very cautious of who that person was, right. what their intentions were, mm-hmm. and how they wanted to portray me. Because if someone doesn't tell your story the way you want it told, right. the way you would approve, uh-huh. hey, it's out there, man. It's out there, and it's going to be out there, and, and you're just doing damage control from then on. So right. 
you know, we want to we want to get the story right. I know when I when I am going to tell someone's story, I like to sit with the artist, talk to them about the story, and um, what we want to you know what I want to say, what I want to get out in their story because we can't tell everything. Mm-hmm. We try to tell as much as we can, but you want you want to be fair. You don't want to make it to where it's one sided, negative. Or right. you don't want to also make it to where there's everything is rosy because that's not that's as fake as if you make it all negative. <laughs> so it, we're trying to always find that. I mean, no, nobody's life is rosy, just rosy. Nobody's life is just thorns, you know. And so it's trying to find that balance, and also just trying to find the stories, like in Sly's case, the story about um, about him and uh, you know him having uh, you know having a, uh, being just married, but then having a child with his bandmate. Mm. Cynthia Robinson. I and, know. Uh, that's how that, and then, but also the fact that on that very same day when his wife found out about the other child, um, that um, that Cynthia's baby was, was Sly's baby, the, the the baby, their baby, Sly Jr. was attacked by a pit bull. I mean, that's oh. it, that's just as engaging because the pit bull that they almost killed the baby, almost killed Sly's baby. I mean, it's so ironic that. Mm. A new baby is revealed on the very same day, and then the baby, and you know, the Sly Jr. is almost taken out by the family pitbull. Wow. I mean, that was an engaging story. And wow. then all, this happened the same. Imagine hearing, getting this kind of news on the same day. I mean, mm. that, that would devastate anyone. So wow. his wife, I mean, Sly's wife, um, Kathleen Silva, very resilient, very strong woman, very bright woman. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed talking to her as well. So it's... um. You know, you find these little stories that you don't always find. For example, mm-hmm. Ray Parker Jr. I was interviewing Ray Parker. We had been at this house all day since 11 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And sometime around um, around 2 in the morning, I was just wrapping up my interview, and Ray revealed to me that he had never, once he re- he read, he'd never been to the Grammys. Really? Uh, that's one thing. But the, yeah, he, and, 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 and that's, that was my reaction. You, wow. You, Ray Parker <laughs> today, wow. Has never been to the, wow. Wow. <laughs> You know, but I mean, you know that why, uh, you know, the Grammys. You know, I'm sure he's, you know, been nominated and probably won a few, but he's never been to he's one. He's won, yeah. He's been nominated three times. He's won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even there to collect it, but it all stems back from 1977, 78, right. when he wrote that song. You make me feel like dancing. Right. Didn't receive credit for the song. Oh yeah, Ray Parker. If you've read his, seen his unsung. He wrote the song, You Make Me Feel Like Dancing, that wow. Leo Sayer, and, us, and Ozzy, was a number one international smash wow. for Leo Sayer. Uh-huh. And then the song goes on to become number one, and it wins an R&B song of the year, huh. and Ray gets absolutely no credit for the song. Really? I, uh, wow. Devastated him. Wow, because I, did, I didn't see that. That's that's absolutely amazing stuff. You know, I know that a lot of people talked about the Ray Parker Jr. episode too. I didn't see that one myself. I did see the Sly Sly one, and I did see the Denise Williams one, but I did not. Well, and that's that... a big revelation in the oh. Ray Parker. The biggest revelation in the Ray Parker Jr. story is that Ray Parker Jr. wrote this song, You Make Me Feel Like Dancing, wow. and never got credit for it. That's and the big revelation. It is. It's, that, it's huge. Unsung. It's huge, and yeah, it's huge, yeah. uh, and and who took credit for it? Did Leo Sayer take credit for it? The producer Richard Perry, the guy who produced the, uh, he was a big producer at the time. You know, raised, you know, he's still a young twenty-something-year-old kid, and he was intimidated. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want. He was told it would be taken care of, it would be that everything would be handled, and and the guy did not give Ray his credit. Wow! And uh, and he took all the money, you know, and to this day, Ray has not received credit for it. Really? Song. But it so unsung. We were the first electronic press to get that out so that mm. people would know that. 
But then you also find out that Ray Parker played on all these hits by Barry White. All the Barry White hits that we hear, Ray Parker played on that on those all those hits. Ray really? Parker played on the you know that that disco hit um, "To Be Real" by Sheryl Lynn. That's Ray Parker's guitar rhythm guitar playing. Cool, that. that's awesome. And Love so to many be other real. songs. I mean, I mean all his his whole all Ray Parker's entire unsung. People who see that song, all they're saying is, I didn't know Ray Parker did this. I didn't know he did this. I didn't know he produced this. Right. I didn't know he wrote this song. Shaka Khan's first, second big hit, Ray Parker wrote it and played on it. Um, You've Got the Love. Wow. Um, so things like that come out in Ray's unsung. So, hmm. you know, when I went into the unsung, I didn't know some of this stuff. I definitely didn't know about You Make Me Feel Like Dancing. Right. So that became, that's something that comes out of, you know, when, you, when we're doing the stories, we're trying to find interesting elements of their life uh-huh. and their career that most people don't know. Right. Now, now, that's what I'm looking for. Right. Now, now, because I've had, I have a lot of friends who are musicians and have backed some of the biggest players, you know. So, uh-huh. you know, and they've all, they all saw I was going to be interviewing you and so they've all, like, you know, been talking to me. And they said, do you ever? Because uh, I had, I've had friends. My my husband, he played for Patti Labelle for twenty years, and um, I have a friend over in the Bay Area. I think that's the area. You're you're from California too, correct? Yes. Okay. So I have a friend. I have a friend over there, and. Uh, his name's Ron Smith, and he was playing guitar with. Well, he did do a year with Patty too, but he went. He moved over to the Bay Area with Frankie Beverly, and he said that um, he had heard you were going to do Frankie Beverly, and it didn't go through. And he was like hoping that he'd be able to say something. He he played with him for I guess fifteen years or so, and was on all the albums. And you know, he was really. He as I said, he's been a really close friend of the family for years, and he was like, man. I know, I know so many in, uh, musicians from the R&B scene that would love to have their, you know, tell their story. And I don't know if you do any of the musicians or if you just do, you know, the big names. Because I have a, 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 a wealth of friends who played on all the Philly International stuff and... Um, uh, even even one of my really good friends here in Philly, her name's Carla Benson. She was one of the most featured backing singers on, uh, you know, all the hits uh, that came out in the 70s. And uh, it, it's just amazing. But I don't know if you guys are going that way at all. But, hey, if you do, I've got like a whole lot of people who want to get on. You know? Yeah, we don't, we don't do musicians unless right. the musicians like a Kenny G. Right. Who's a musician, right. but he's also a recording mm-hmm. artist. He's mm-hmm. got a bunch of hit records. Right. Right. Yeah, we focus on people who have an artist right. who've had hit records, right. and um, and you just don't know the story. Right. Um, we don't know the story of the artist, you know, like a right. like a uh, or Ray Parker, Denise Williams, Angela Bofield, oh. Carol Levert. You know, a lot of people you oh, know yeah. the music, but you don't know the story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know. I saw the Angela Bofield episode. I'm not sure who produced that one, but that was a really great episode. Um, it, it was very. Uh, touching, you know, to to see what she's been through, and uh, you know that that was a very touching episode. I was actually talking with um, probably someone you might want to interview, Sarah Dash, who's a phenomenal lady, and I, I was interviewing her probably a couple of months ago, and we were talking about Angie Bofill, and uh, it, you know, it was a really really interesting interesting discussion that we had, and she was a really interesting person, so you know that was a that was a great one. Yeah, know? I enjoyed her on song. I just saw hers 
uh, a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. I, enjoyed, I saw Kumo D. His unsung, I thought it was great. I thought he had one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Right. And, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a great, I mean, all these artists want to have their story told because no right. one's telling them. Right. I mean, no one is, you know, a lot of these uh, mostly black artists mm-hmm. who've done amazing things in music, but no right. one knows their story. And wow. unsung is a chance to, for mm-hmm. the story to go, get mm-hmm. told, you know. And and now... You know? And and now you do do you do some unsung episodes on artists that have actually passed. So do you have to get permission from their families or from the estates to, uh, you know, tell the life stories? Like, what sort of permissions do you have to go through? Yeah, normally we do. We like to we like to get the family on board. That's always mm-hmm. the best situation mm-hmm. because if you have the family on board, you can get everyone to talk, right? Get the family right. members and etc. And uh, to my knowledge, I mean, I, I, everyone I've done, we've had the. I've only done people who are, who are living, right? And I believe also with people who have passed, we want to get the. It's not that the person has passed, the artist has passed. We would go to maybe the mom or dad if they're mm-hmm. around, the sister, mm-hmm. and get the, or the kids get the permission, get them on board, and then we go take it from there. Right. So you know, because it's, it's hard to do it without the cooperation of the family. Hmm. Now, because I think that's one of the keys to the show is that you see mm-hmm. family members, you see, you see brothers and sisters, and you see kids and spouses talking about the, the artist. Wow, wow. Now, how lo- how many seasons has Unsung been going now? Uh, we're, we're on season, I believe we're on season six. Wow, wow. And so how we're many... about to start season seven next year, so we're wow. on season six right now. And how many episodes has it done, and what, are we, what can we look forward to uh, expecting? We've done about, we've done close to 60 60 episodes. I mm-hmm. know um, we've done close to 60. We haven't. I think by the end of the season, we've done I believe 60, mm-hmm. and which is about 10, 10 a year. And uh, I know we have some people in the pipeline, like Midnight Stars coming up, and um, Midnight Stars coming up. That's one that I know. I think we just did. We just aired Arrested Development, and we have some other ones. I can't reveal them because we haven't got our official pickup for season seven, but I'm right. sure we will. Wow. But um, but we have some other goodies uh, coming up. Uh, but I know Midnight Star is one of them, which is a big band in the 80s. And You know, there's so many great acts out there. there I mean, even if we try, we probably won't cover everybody. But Ugh. there's just so many wonderful bands that deserve, that are so deserving to have their stories told. And I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, without these, these histories, I mean, mm-hmm. if you weren't there, you wouldn't know. And a lot of the kids, I'm amazed, a lot of the kids today who didn't grow up with the Ohio players and the mm-hmm. spinners that, you know, they, that's like old folks music to them, but they love the music is great. They love the songs. And when they see the stories, they're, they're really humbled and blown away by the talent and the tenacity of these artists. I mean, these mm-hmm. artists are, are so amazing and, and what they persevered through in order to make it, you know? Oh yeah. It, it's just, I, I just love the unsung. I, I love the unsung uh, format and I love that, I learned so much about history. It's it's great history that you learn about, and you know it's great for our children too. So, what I, I didn't uh, talk much about Denise Williams, but how was the Denise Williams episode that you did? And I, I remember her, you know, when I was a I was probably a teenager, um, if not even younger, when she was coming up. I might have been I was fairly young. And I remember her. Did... Denise's episode was great. It was mm-hmm. fantastic for me. It was it was special too for both of, for both Denise and I because we already we already knew each other. Right. I didn't. I, I have a, a theater background. I've done a bunch of plays. I produced, written, right. directed a bunch of plays. And, and I'm going to talk about that years. too. I do want to. I'm going to touch base on that in a sec. But that I love one that. of those plays. I, mm-hmm. one, one of the plays was on Denise. I wrote I wrote a musical based on her greatest hits eight years ago. 
and uh, the Tatiana Ali from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh-huh. that she started. And so that was uh, why I was able to get Denise to say yes, because I knew her and she trusted me and she, you know, we know each other, we're friends. And so doing it was special, mm-hmm. and then, you know, going back to Gary, Indiana. Right. We got the mayor to open up City Hall for uh-huh. us, and it was just a great experience for the first one to be the, with Denise. And then the big caveat mm-hmm. in that episode is that Stevie Wonder, you know, I was able to interview Stevie Wonder, which wow. had never been done. Our <laughs> show had, had tried many times to interview Stevie and unsuccessfully, and I was able to book Stevie Wonder for the uh, Denise's piece and spent two hours with Stevie Wonder and... Uh, Wow. It was just a, just a dream to be sitting across from the great Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. And it would have to have been. him play. He brought his keyboard. He played. He and Denise sang a couple of songs together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just surreal. Was now, surreal. What, now, what is she doing now? And does she have a family? And, um, you know, is, is she living yeah. well? So that's a good thing. She I, has I always... four sons. It's four sons. She has four grown children. She, she tours all over the world. She still performs all over the world. She looks great. Mm-hmm. She's in great shape. I just saw her about a month ago. I talked to her probably once a month, and uh, she's doing fantastic. She's she's uh she's had she dropped a new album a couple of years ago. She's still wow. recording, so she's uh she's looking good, feeling good, still singing, and you know what? It's well. it's all about it's all about. You, I think that when you challenge yourself and when you have a goal in front of you, that keeps you young. If you stay vital, if you stay challenged, and if you've always got something you're trying to achieve, I think it keeps you young. It's when you let go of those things that, you know, you age. But if you don't let go of these things but you keep setting things, you know, to achieve and to learn, I think learning is the key to keeping your mind young. And when you do those types of things, it just keeps you young. And so, you know, I'm sure she does a lot of that, you know. But um, yeah, she's a happy person. She's a funny person. Mm-hmm. She wants to act. She wants to do acting. She's right. embracing you know, her acting views, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. she's a writer as well. Not just songs. She writes stories. You know, she's Denise is just an amazing, amazing talent. And what I like about her most mm-hmm. is that she's just a sweet person. I mean, she's a, a friend. I mean, she's a personal friend of mine. Oh, that's... And uh, I just love mm-hmm. her as a person. Mm-hmm. As great a talent as she is, she's probably a greater person. And her, even her talent, and that's what I like most about Denise Williams. She's just a wonderful, and the kids are great. Her sons, her big sons, her older ones, Ken mm-hmm. and and and, uh, and uh, Kevin. I know them; they're great guys. And her younger sons, Forrest and Logan, are you know young, strapping guys, hustlers, trying to do the music thing and uh-huh. and uh, dropping records. And she's very supportive of of, uh, of her children. And of Gary, Indiana, where she's from. She's trying to do a school. She's trying to do a performing arts school in Gary, a fame school. And uh, you know, she's just she just. She just is just vibrant and full of energy and just, I mean, just a funny person. One of the funniest people I know is Denise Williams. Just a great person. Funny, funny, funny lady. Oh, that's that's really awesome. And I know, you know, just I've been doing, I know you've been doing so much more interviewing than I have and you've been doing it for a few years. I've been doing this for a year. And the artists just, it's phenomenal how many people open up their hearts to you you know it's uh, you know people take you aback and you learn so much from the depth that they give you it's uh, you know people want to share and it, it, it's such a privileged position to be able to interview and to be able to share in people's life stories and I guess that's I what, agree 
Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. I, I feel privileged mm-hmm. because they don't always open it up, and, and they are careful. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, Sly Stone, for example, he's very intuitive. He's, that man is not dumb. Mm-hmm. That's a very smart man. He can feel, he, he's just the vibrations, what he feels from the person. If he feels that you're trying to exploit him or do him wrong, he's not going to talk to you. He's going to shut you down. <laughs> if he feels, um, you know, that's how he, I mean, you, okay. you, you know how somebody you think, oh, this person or oh, this old guy, I can get over him. No, you're wow. not going to get over his lifestyle. Wow. He's, he's sharp as a tack. He's not, he hasn't lost a step at all. He's very, very sharp. And um, he's always got, his, he's just very intuitive when it comes to people. And um, and if, if he senses that you're not out, you know, you're not a good person, or maybe you're trying to exploit him or a situation, he won't talk to you. He'll shut down, or you know. And I just like the fact that he embraced me and he's he's treated me with respect. He and his good friend Bebe and and mm-hmm. Ruby uh, Jones and uh, that whole camp. His daughters, Novena and Fun, his son Slide Junior. His kids are incredible, That's wonderful, awesome. wonderful people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, and yes. everything. So you know. It sounds like he's raised really, you know, great a great family and great kids, you know. From what I saw of the interview, it looks like he's really raised some really amazing children himself and, you know, all with their feet firmly on the ground and, you know, it's it's nice to see when you see people successful like that. It's a great thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It, it's mm-hmm. a it's a really great thing mm-hmm. and um and to be appreciated years later for people to appreciate your music okay. and appreciate, you know, who you are and what you're doing with, you know, the music that you created. No one stays hot forever. No, no matter exactly. who we are, who, who you are, everybody's going to get cold. Phyllis Carter. Uh-huh. Phyllis Carter is the person, that is it, my Facebook friend who put me in touch with Ruby Jones, who put me in touch, who helped put the Sly Stone piece together. Right. Phyllis Carter, I can never forget you because without Phyllis Carter, there's no <laughs> Sly Stone unsung. So wow. I want to give her props real quick. Phyllis Carter. But yeah, it's, it's uh-huh. a, yeah, Phyllis J. Carter out of Houston. So she's a writer, <laughs> a very talented person, a wonderful person. Wow. And uh, has become a friend in the last year since uh, we began doing this thing together. But, yeah, she's very – without Phyllis Carter, there's no unsung slice down. Hmm. Just so you know. So um, – yeah. Wow, that's that, that's amazing. So I wanted to know, do you have, uh, and I'm sure that there's probably not, uh, I couldn't say favorite, but do you have an interview or in all the things that you've done, because I'm sure you've done many, that stands out to you? And it could well be the Sly Stone one or it could be the Ray Parker Jr., Denise, but have you got like a favorite, favorite interview that you've done or someone who's really made you take a step back and, and really think? I don't know if I have a favorite. I've been blessed. I've interviewed Shaka Khan in the last year. I've interviewed, of course, Denise Williams. Uh-huh. I've interviewed um, Cheryl Lynn, who's not, who hasn't given an interview in like 30, 25 years. She hasn't okay. talked to anyone. Mm-hmm. In, she's mm-hmm. almost as bad as Sly. And I, and I interviewed her. I interviewed Clive Davis, which was a thrill. Wow. I've interviewed him twice, as a matter of fact. That'd like, be awesome. Times, mm-hmm. In the last year, I interviewed uh, David Foster, uh-huh. uh, David Pace from Toto. I interviewed him. Um, of course, I interviewed uh, Sly twice, which is which is a thrill. One of the ones, uh, Philip Bailey, which is great. Johnny Mathis was a that was oh, very, you know, yes. I was kind of nervous. Stevie, Johnny Mathis, I was nervous because he was a like, this guy's a, a huge star like Stevie Wonder. He's been a big star <laughs> my whole life, mm-hmm. and this guy mm-hmm. is so down to earth. Johnny Mathis is wow. such a nice guy. He came by himself, no entourage. Wow. You would not even know that. You might walk by this guy and not realize that that's Johnny Mathis because he was wearing sweat, a sweat, sweat, sweatsuit and a hat on, baseball cap. And um, when he, wow. when we were going to get him, me and uh, uh, my colleague, we were going to go get Johnny. Uh-huh. He just pulled up. We knew he, he was downstairs. 
And um, we got to the door, and the door opened, and he was standing there. He'd already uh-huh. come upstairs, and we froze. When we saw Johnny Mathis, we fro- I froze. <laughs> oh, and my geez. mouth just I'm like, oh, my God, this is Johnny Mathis. That's over. You know, it's so funny that you are mentioning Johnny Mathis because um, one of the artists I interviewed this last year, and obviously then, uh, you know, I, I've been interviewing a lot of artists, probably not as high profile as you, but still pretty substantial artists. And I interviewed one guy who was actually one of my favorite interviews and really deep, gave me a lot, Phil Perry. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Phil Perry I've at all. heard of Phil Perry, of course. Yeah, oh, amazing. Well, amazing guy. But when I was interviewing Phil, here's, here's a sweetheart. Um, he was when I asked him about the people who influenced him the most and uh, Johnny Mathis came up and he could not say enough about Johnny Mathis uh, what he said about him uh, you know because I didn't really know a lot about Johnny Mathis and Phil Phil opened me up to him by talking about him in the interview and it was it was really eye-opening and he, he's actually someone I don't know if you'd look out to be interviewing someone like Phil but what a deep guy and amazing voice he is he is certainly an un, unsung artist but he was um as I said, one of my favourites and really, really deep, had a lot to say and a very, very intelligent, deep person, you know, so it was uh, it was really cool. But Yeah, I, I would say the most special, I mean, mm-hmm. Denise was special because I knew her, mm-hmm. I, would, I mean, she was a friend of mine and that was special. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder was special because he's Stevie oh, Wonder, who, yeah. he's, <laughs> not in, he's not an off Stevie exactly. Wonder, he's probably the greatest artist of all time, the greatest pop artist ever. Steve I mean, he's great. on the Mount Rushmore. He and Sly are on the Mount Rushmore of artists. Right, right. Along with Elvis and the Beatles and uh-huh. Michael Jackson uh-huh. and Sam Cooke and those guys. Oh, man, but, Sam um, Cooke. Oh, yes. Verdine White was special because I used to work for Verdine White. I've worked in fire. When I interviewed Verdine White, uh-huh. I was sitting there. We were looking at each other smiling because I used to work for <laughs> Verdine White. I was his driver. When I first got out of college, I had a job. I worked for Paramount Studios for Entertainment Tonight. His wife worked for Eddie Murphy. She was one of Eddie Murphy's wife, Shelly. She's a beautiful person, beautiful woman, beautiful friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, she was one of Eddie Murphy's personal assistants. When he was, I mean, this is when Eddie Murphy was the biggest guy in the world. Wow. And, uh, and uh, I got to know her through a friend, and then they needed someone to drive their son home from school. He was in junior high school, their son, um, Warner. And so I took the job so I could... I could hopefully get to get some scripts to Eddie Murphy that I was writing on the side, <laughs> and uh, and I charged like I think I was getting like seventy five bucks a week. That's just, uh-huh. this one gas was under a dollar a gallon. Wow. Gas was so cheap. Uh-huh. And so I would I took their son home from school for two years, and uh, got to know them as people and the family. Went mm-hmm. to the concerts and stuff. So when I was sitting across from Verdine White, um, interviewing him, and we were smiling at each other. <laughs> I knew exactly what his smile meant. He knew exactly what my smile meant. It was like, I cannot believe I'm interviewing Verdine White, who I used to work for as a driver when I got out of college 22 years ago. Wow. So it was, that was very, very special, Verdine. Wow. Denise was very, very special. Mm-hmm. Clive Davis was very, very special. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ray he, Parker. I'm, I was a Ray Parker. I mean, all these artists I'm doing, I was fans of them as a kid, as a teenager. Right. And so they're, they're all pretty special. But mm-hmm. I would say Ray Parker. Uh, Verdine White for sure, Denise Williams for sure, Sly Stone was very special, um, and uh, Stevie Wonder, and uh, Shaka Khan. I mean, there's just too many, but I would probably say Verdine and, 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 uh, and Denise because I knew them personally. Wow. Uh-huh. And then to be on the other end was, was, you know, was, was just you know, kind of strange, but it was fun. Wow. Now, I wanted to 
talk a little bit about your theatre and what you're doing with that and your writing because I know it's a lot about unsung, but it's also, uh, you know, what you do, a lot of what you do is, you know, creation and, uh, you know, theatre production. So I want to know how you got into that and, uh, you know, what you're working on with regard to that right now and, uh, you know, what has been the most uh, prolific thing and fun thing and what, you, what you've got in the works with regards to that. Well, I've been doing theatre for about almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. I've done plays with, God, I've been blessed to work with so many people, mm-hmm. including um, Wendy Raquel Robinson, who's on The Game. I've worked with uh, Robert Pine from the show Chips. Uh-huh. He was in a play that I produced. Ted Lange, who's a dear friend of mine. Um, we've worked together a couple of times. I've worked with Lou Beattie, who's on that new show, with um, with Petty White. And he's, he's a regular on that show. Hill Harper, who's uh-huh. on CSI New York. He's a corner. He's been in one of my plays. Nisi Nash, who's on The Soul Man. She did a play for me. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, Monique, the Oscar winner, I worked with her in a play uh, just about six years ago. Uh, uh, Trace, the last play I produced, uh, What Would Jimmy Do by Felicia Henderson, who created the, the television version of Soul Food. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Diana Ross's daughter, was in that show. Diana Ross came to the play. I, I personally escorted Diana Ross into the theater. Oh, cool. Talk about a hush. When I walked into the theater with Diana Ross, people were, they were, people were talking. There were all these, there were like 40 different conversations. I walk in with Diana Ross, and everyone was silent. There was not a pin drop. And oh, she wow. was so gracious. She was saying hi, waving to people, and uh-huh. people were shocked. Here's Diana Ross in a small little theater in L.A. Uh, right. coming to see her daughter perform. So theater is my first love. Uh, it is my favorite form of writing and uh-huh. producing. Mm-hmm. I would rather do a play than anything else, than a TV show, than a movie, than wow. anything else. But, you know, the money isn't isn't there, so it's hard to pay the bills on theater. But it it gave me my foundation and really got me started in television. Right. A play is what got me a job as a writer on the television show Martin, because I'm I'm a sitcom writer as well. I used to write on the show Martin for a couple of years. Uh uh, But my play got me that job through HBO, and uh, so I love theater. I've done several musicals. I've done a musical on Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. I've done a musical Uh um, based around Patti LaBelle's uh, greatest hits. I know Patti LaBelle through the musical I wrote around her show called Body Language. I wrote a musical around Denise Williams' greatest hits, which is how I met Denise Williams. Right. And um, so, you know, theater is, is a, you know, I love theater. And uh, and so I have, a, you know, I have a couple of other shows in the works. I, hmm. I haven't been able to do them as much lately because I've been so caught up with the TV with Unsung and, and my other television sitcom ambitions. Uh, I was a writer on the show Love That Girl uh-huh. uh, for TV One, which was recently... Um, I don't believe it was renewed recently, so right. I've been very busy and haven't done a play in three years, but I'm working on a musical about a very famous artist. I don't want to give it away because I don't want somebody else to try to beat me to the punch, <laughs> but I, everybody knows who this guy is. He's one of the most influential artists in the history of music, wow. of popular music, and uh, I'm working on, I've been working on his story for about seven years, oh. and I'm almost done, almost done. Wow. And, uh, everybody, so, I'll, I'll make sure and let you know about it. Oh, absolutely. So are you, that sounds really exciting. So are you able to, have you been able to work with him or? Or uh, any of you know his contacts? Uh, have they had input into it, or are you writing it, you know, distanced, removed, or you know, with with uh, input from the actual source? Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm working with the, the estate okay. of this artist who's who's not no longer with us. Wow. But um, yeah, so it's been you know ongoing. It's just it's very you know time. 
takes a lot of time, but um, mm-hmm. it's always rewarding. You, you want to get the story right. And this one right. is more autobiographical, so I want uh-huh. to get it right. So. Right, right. You know, I, ha- I have to say that what you've, what you've done, and I've, I've only been getting into this uh, interviewing just over the last year, and I, I just, I'm really busy you know, myself. So, you know, I fit it in once a week, but I'm loving it. And, you know, what you do is really an inspiration to me, you know, because I want to move this to a higher level myself. I'm, I am I also, you know, uh, have a day job, I sing, and I'm doing my doctorate. So I'm doing like a million things too, like wow. you. Yeah, so I, I'll be a doctor next year, actually. I'll be Dr. E. <laughs> but, um, wow, that is so great. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to do it. And I, I just walked into this. So I, I didn't do any broadcasting at school. I was just, you know, I was a musician myself and the opportunity opened up when someone was wanting to interview my husband who's a guitarist and, you know, they were, and a songwriter and they wanted to interview him and I started talking and they said, oh, you've got some good ideas, come on. <laughs> so uh, actually a good friend of mine, his, his name's Daryl Williams, he owns the station I broadcast through and he gave me the opportunity but I'm glad that I'm, you know, able to be friends with you and, you know, watch because, you know, I learned. I continually learn and, um, you know, and, and, and what I'm doing with my doctorate and, you know, I'm going to probably touch base with a lot of people, might even touch base with you for an interview with regard to my doctorate, but I'm going to be researching, uh, my research starts next week. I've finished all my classes and now I'm ABD, Orbit Dissertation, <laughs> and, um, I'm going to be interviewing and, and finding out how independent artists leverage social media for, for their marketing to be successful, you know. So it's, it's, going to be uh-huh. an interesting, it's going to be an interesting journey this next year and I hope to come out with a nice little model that perhaps, you know, I, I hear so many independent artists say, oh, I'm waiting for the next deal, not realizing not many record companies are giving deals anymore, <laughs> you know. You've got to look I at, know, really. you, you got to look at yourself as a, as a business and really take it seriously yeah. as a business and leverage the tools that are available because, you know, I find that, you know, just the research I've done already on social media is mind-blowing. The, the free market research you can get is, is amazing, you know, the, the tools you, you can utilize. And if you're prepared to put in an hour or two a day, you can really make a difference and get serious with your career. But, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, year just just researching this and interviewing people and you know finding out the pros and cons and what the successful people do with it and so I'm you know I hope I have something really great obviously as a as a uh, dissertation it's going to be published you know so I have a chair and chair and two two committee members so you know and has to be vetted by the school but it's it's going to be it's going to be fun I'm so looking forward to it because I'm doing what I love and that's like you know I, I want to help artists I want to help indie artists in particular so you know like you're helping unsung artists you know that's that's a great thing uh, you know you must have so many people that that thank you is that do you have many people that come up to you and what do they tell you <laughs> well you know I you know un, the first of all the term unsung is is controversial because some mm. people don't it's well this person is an unsung this person my thing is, look, if, if if you're a, you've got hit records, right, and and we don't know, we know your records, but we don't know your story. Mm. You're unsung, exactly. and that was, that's how I look at it, as mm. opposed to the idea of well, you didn't get your due, or this person didn't quite make it. That's not how I see it, uh, and I know the title sometimes throws people in terms of who exactly, what exactly does unsung mean, right? And um, 
So that's so that's how I view it. And so there's so many artists, especially black artists, that just have, we don't know their story. Exactly. We've never seen a, a story on Switch. We've never seen a story on until unsung the Ohio Players or the Spinners or the Barcades. You know, we don't VH1 behind the music mm-hmm. doesn't do those guys. Wow. So that's where we come in, and that's I think that's part of the excitement. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, don't get caught up in the title. Just focus on mm-hmm. the artist and, and hearing that artist's story, because to me, mm-hmm. that, to me at least, that's what it's about. Uh, it's the story. What is the story? And these stories mm-hmm. need to be told, and I, I mm-hmm. think that's the beauty of it. I think that's why people are so happy. Right. It's because they're seeing stories about artists they grew up seeing, uh, right. uh, enjoying, but they've just mm-hmm. never seen a story on mm-hmm. them. So and you, I think that's, uh, you know, that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And you have so many fans. I mean, you know, like I know, I know Luther put me in contact with you originally and Luther's like I like to call oh, him Luther's great. Luther I like to call fantastic. him the ultimate fan. I call him the ultimate fan because he is really about the artist. He's really about helping people. And um you yeah, know when, when I told him I was interviewing He came out he came out for the I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, go go ahead. I, I, uh, no, you were saying you were saying when you told him uh, yeah, when I was telling him that I was going to be interviewing you tonight, uh, he said, oh, I want to come on later and, and say something about how I went to the – he invited me to the Ray Parker Jr. And he was, like, really excited. And, yes, he you know, did. He did. I, I really think that, you know, artists and, you know, people who are trying to do something for people, you've got to take care of the people who love and support you too. And, you know, yes. because without those people, you're nothing real. Well, you know, you're always something, but they really help. They really help you. They have love for you, and they help you. And it's it's just you know I'm I'm really moved by you know these you know people who come and help and you know really love the artists and love people who haven't perhaps got all the love that they need. And you know, as I said, Luther's one of them. He's put me on to a few people too. And you know, he's he's a great. He's a good friend and 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 great resource for me too. So I love it, you know. But um, no, Luther is great. He came mm-hmm. out here for the Ray Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we put him in, in a good seat in the very front of the theater right. where we screened it. We had a screening party and uh-huh. gave him love. Recognized him at the event. Right. And what he's doing with fans of Unsung. Oh, isn't it amazing? Facebook is. It's fantastic. And like you said, I mean, he's not getting paid to do that. Exactly. I mean, Luther's not on the payroll. Luther's exactly. doing that because, for, because of his love of music, exactly. his love of the show. Uh-huh. And, um, and it's a lot of work. I mean, to keep oh, yeah. that, I mean it started with just a, a couple people. And now it's, it's in the fast, like 3,000, 4,000 yeah. people on that exactly. show. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and all the artists. his mom, you know, recently. So yeah. he's been under, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, of stress. But he... Uh, He's a good guy, and, and, and I call him a friend now. We're friends. Exactly. And, uh, so I do like, I. I love people like Lisa. <laughs> love people like Lisa. What, what, what I've said. And you're right. You're mm-hmm. nothing without your fans. We're, exactly. we're nothing. No artist is anything. Exactly. You're just another guy singing in a club <laughs> if you don't have fans to buy your records and, exactly. and allow you to do this for a living. Exactly. And the same with Unsung. Exactly. If we don't have the fans of Unsung, mm-hmm. people who watch and support the show, we're not on the air. So exactly. we owe everything. Our success to our fans. Exactly. What I what I've done for him, or what I'm what what he's doing for me, I should say, is that uh, I'm I'm because he's such a great resource. I said, well, why don't you, you know, bring some more people? So he set up his uh, little 
site called Luther's Listening Lounge and he's screening people and then passing them on to me. I said, you screen them first. <laughs> you know? And then he's passing them on to me, which is great because he has a really good taste too. So that's, that's a good thing. He's got great taste with artists and he's handing me over some really great indie artists from the Bay Area and people he's aware of. So that's, that's a really nice thing, you know, that he's doing. I love it, you know. And he loves it too. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> when it's, I mean, it's just—it it started with unsung, and now it's—it's—it's uh-huh. it's, uh, it's, it's stretched into other areas, mm-hmm. you know, which is great. Which is, which is what happens when you create something mm-hmm. um, that has legs. Exactly. You know, it, it, it tends to go in other areas, and and when you have characters, then people want you to do other things for them because right. he's got character. He's a good guy, and so, yeah, so now you ask him, hey, do this for me. And that's how, you know, people, careers are made that way. Exactly. Um, and he, he's you know. just, he, he just is the, as I said, he's the ultimate fan. <laughs> you know? Every, every person should have a fan like Luther. That's what I think. Luther but... <laughs> is the man. <laughs> yes, he is. So what I wanted to know, and I love to ask people uh, that I interview uh, this uh-huh. question. If you, if, if the listeners were to think anything about you. And I usually ask this at the top of the interview and I was just distracted with something else going on. <laughs> so now I'm oh. now I'm in my role, but you know, I was I, I had all these distractions going on. Now uh, as I said I'm in the role. But what I like to ask is if the listeners could know anything about you and it doesn't have to be about your art, your uh, artist as an artist or as a producer or as a you know anything what would you like them to know about you uh, just as a person what was it? one word two uh, words short sentence uh, I'd like them to know that I'm a fan too I'm a fan of the artist that I do as well huh. and you know I have no agenda I don't want to make these guys are heroes of mine. I don't mm-hmm. have any interest in making them look crazy mm-hmm. or making them look bad. I, I want to be. I, I try to do my job, but also be fair and balanced. I mean, mm-hmm. no one's life is is all roses, and no one's life is all thorns. And I'm trying to always find that balance and, and right. stuff. And uh, and I feel like uh, I feel blessed and honored to be able to do this for a living. I mean, it's a great. It's the greatest. I can't think of too many jobs I'd rather do. Hmm. Where I, you know, where I could be doing something like this, so it's, it, 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 it does look as fun as it, it, it is as fun as it looks. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a lot of fun, so I feel blessed, and I thank uh, I thank God for for the blessings. Exactly, exactly. Now I wanted to know, and I, because you seem very, let's say, you seem very aware of what's going on around you in the industry, and you have so many contacts. So, where do you see? the music industry heading in the future with regard to, you know, the social media landscape and, you know, the record companies, obviously they've changed because now they don't have the hold that they used to have. Indies are coming up. I think now there's almost a third of uh, uh, Grammy-nominated artists or, or winners are indie artists. So where do you see it going in the future? Um... Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I mean, clearly it's big on, you know, iTunes is great, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, but if the music business has changed. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. you, don't even have to, you don't even have to be able to sing anymore. I mean, these people yeah. are just, you know, a lot of it is, is electronic and uh, mm-hmm. and also um, 
it's a different business in many ways, but I, I still feel that great music will never get old. No, it will never won't. die. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll swing. You know, every, so much of it is cyclical, and I think it'll swing back around to, like, we have an artist like Alicia Keys and right. and um, the people who are really talented and uh-huh. can play instruments and mm-hmm. they can actually really sing. Right. And um, you know, th- those artists. That, that's why they can keep playing for fifty years. That's why Smokey Robinson can still play at seventy years old because he's a real artist. Exactly. And, you know. And it's just we're just going through a phase right now. But I think I still say great music will never die. And hmm. I don't really know. I'm not, a, I'm not a psychic. I can't tell you what it's going to be in the future. But I know me. I'm always going to seek out good music no matter what. And, hmm. um, you know, I can only speak for myself. And that's, you know, I'm always going to. A lot of the artists we profile on the song, you know, I listen to those artists. To the, to, I listen to them when the songs came out. Mm-hmm. I listen to them to the day. And I'll, per, I'll listen to them tomorrow. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But as far as the music business, I kind of feel bad for kids today because I don't think they really know what it means like to really see real talent. A hmm. Lionel Richie, a Michael Jackson. Hmm. Um, you know, they see a couple of people that are really, you know, they're out there. But for the most part, I just feel like they're not really getting a real grasp of what it means to really be talented. You know, the bar is not as high as it was when, when I was coming up. And uh, But, um, you know, it's like anything else. It'll, I, I still say good music will, will endure and exactly. live on Exactly, because, because if you think about it, yes, there are people who sing that don't have great voices, but those songs, yeah, mm-hmm. they're fun to dance to or they're fun in the time, but they don't resonate with you for a lifetime. Uh, the the no. songs that touch you no. and resonate with you for a lifetime are those songs that are real, <laughs> you know, that are that yeah. really, you know, that have real music and real uh, emotion and singing behind them, you know, it, it, it it's just, you know, music can capture emotion probably better than anything in, when, when it's done in the right way, you know, it can make you feel... It, it, it just does everything. I can't. I love music. You know, I'm a I'm a music fan. I play music. I'm a singer. I love. I'm a musician myself. So, I I just love music. I can't say enough for it. And it sounds as if you are too. You know, <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I you know I just you know the kids are you know the kids today. I mean I have nieces and nephews who are in their early twenties and this is right. their generation and you can't tell them that. Jay Z's not a genius, or, you know. <laughs> all these people aren't the, you know. Kanye is not the greatest artist of all time, you know, and all that. Kind of, this is all they know. Right. And so, you know, I indulge them, but, um, but you know, I just feel lucky that I mm-hmm. grew up listening to uh, great, band, great artists like Marvin Gaye and oh, Al yeah. Green and uh-huh. Michael Jackson and Jacksons and and uh, again the Ohio Players mm-hmm. and, and uh, the Stylistics. And oh yeah. Bruce Williams and Ray Parker and uh-huh. Sly Stone. I just feel blessed that I got a chance to witness and, and appreciate these artists, um, and I have a different reference point. So that, you know, if you don't know any better, you're mm-hmm. just going to go with whatever's out there. And we do know better. That's why right. we're talking right now. And uh, so exactly. a lot of these kids, they have to discover these artists later on, and they realize, oh, wow. Yes. So that sample came from a real guy who actually created the lick, you know, mm. and stuff. So I don't, I don't give up hope on them. I, I feel like everything comes back around. I do feel that... There's going to come a time when people want to hear real, real music again. Oh, and, um, look, I'm, I'm grooming yeah. my own daughter like that. She's, she's 13 years old, and uh, she has been playing piano since she was six. 
She plays clarinet and saxophone, and she sings. And we've, we, she put out her first single. She's wow. only 13. And she loves Alicia Keys. She loves Adele, you know, and she loves Michael Jackson. So, uh, you know, she and she loves big singers. And I'm getting her into the Beatles too because I think the Beatles were phenomenal. I think that they, you know, such such strong lyrics, you know, uh, you know, especially when I think of – you know, John Lennon and Imagine or, you know, I think of Let It Be and, you know, just just huge Beatles songs that, you know, are just, you know, go through any any generation. I just, you know, I'm, I'm a big Beatles fan, so. Um, oh, yeah, the Beatles are, are, mm-hmm. are, you know, great act. And uh, mm-hmm. and also an artist like, you know, again, dealing with an unsung artist like Little Richard, who to me oh, is yes. the mm-hmm. real king of rock and roll. That's oh, someone yeah. I'd love to see an unsung on. Mm-hmm. Someone might say, well, Little Richard, he's not unsung. Everyone knows Little Richard. Yeah, yeah. but you know Little Richard's story. Do you exactly. know his story? No. no. Most people don't know his story. If you don't, if you know his music, Tootie wow. Fruity, Long Tall Sally, Rip yep. It Up, you know all those hits. Yeah, uh, the girl can't help it. Lucille, well, what's <laughs> that would be story? That would be if you a knew story. Richard's story you oh would know my this god! This man is the king of rock and roll. <laughs> Elvis Presley, <laughs> the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, oh these songs, god. James Brown. These guys all opened for Little. They were his opening act. Oh, they all geez. copied this guy. Yeah. That's how hot Little Richard was. And Everybody you, wants to be Little Richard. He's and the you first guy to play stadiums. He uh-huh. was the first guy to have ladies-only contests where women are throwing their panties on the stage. <laughs> they were throwing up for Little Richard before they were throwing up for Teddy Pentagraph. Okay, this man oh, has an geez. amazing story, but you don't know his story. Well, how, we don't know they, his story. Are they thinking? He's unsung. Are they thinking of doing an unsung story on him? I don't know. I've been pushing little Richard. I, I, I would lo- I would love to have that honor. I mean, while he's still alive. I mean, he's still right. 80 years old. Wow. He's still living. But I think he is the king of rock and roll. And, and, and he's he ha- such a, it's such a personality. He has an incredible story. What, what a personality, too. I, now, is he, still, yep. uh, is he still sharp at 80? Uh, is he still, uh, you know, really with it? Or do you know much I about... I don't know. I hear, he's, I, I hear he's not moving around as uh. well as he did. He's got some challenges with his... As, as any eighty-year-old would have right. with his legs or whatever, but but um, you know he's just a, I mean he's just a great uh, you know when you read up on these people, okay. you know you think you, you know a lot of times we think oh this just started with this artist and then you find out <laughs> you read up a, on a guy like Little Richard and you read up and you, you just, your jaw just your mouth falls open oh, when yeah. you hear all the stuff he did plus uh-huh. his personal life was is so colorful. Crazy, Little Richard is, yeah. Just, he just has the most incredible you can't do a one hour unsung it's got to be two hours that's going to be our first two hour show if we ever do little richard wow. i think he's going to be our first two hour because that would i don't be know fun. how you capture this man's life 60 <laughs> years in one hour and you know you know everyone to be tuning in too you know and i mean of course yeah. there could be a movie there'd be an amazing movie for him but well, there has been. They've already done a movie on Little Richard. CBS did, uh, did a movie on Little Richard about 10 years ago. Who, who they did, started they did, it? They did a television movie um, on CBS uh, Network. And who started uh, they it? They did a television movie who started on it? Uh, Little Richard. Hmm? Who starred in it? Who played him? Leon. Leon. The actor Leon really? played Little Richard. Wow. Yeah, he played the first. Wow, because yeah, you know there is. have been some great, there have been some great uh, movies about artists. Like there was Ray, and I, I thought that that was a phenomenal movie. And, yeah, that was great. And and then there was um, the one about uh, the, the guy who wore the black all the time, the the country guy. Oh, Johnny Cash, the man yes. in black. Yeah, that was great too. That was that Johnny was amazing. Johnny Cash, yeah, with. Uh... Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, he he he's a crazy one himself, you know. (laughs) But that was that that was great. He probably he nailed it. He nailed the part, you know. Yes, yes, he really did. 
Yeah, and I, I just love those. I've actually got Ray. We've actually got Ray. We own that because it's such a good movie. Yeah, Ray's a great, that's a great movie. Jamie Foxx is, I mean, he just ripped it up. He just mm-hmm. did such a great job. And, mm-hmm. You know, once in a while. And, and can you believe that movie, uh, they had, it took 15 years to make that movie. And then after they made it, I, I was told they couldn't find that distributor. What? So Jamie got really, really hot. And then they, you know, from collateral, then they were able to get a distributor. Wow. And you say, how can you not find anyone that wants to make a movie about Ray Charles? Oh, wow. But uh, Hollywood oh. is a weird, Hollywood is a weird place. Yeah. And yeah, I, I tell place. you, I tell you, he nailed that movie too. That was just really yes. great. He really. Yes, he did. Really great. Yes, but, he did. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, I've got, only got like a couple of minutes left with you because I, I, I got this hour with you and I, I want to say that I feel very privileged. I want to say what a pleasure and a privilege it has been to be able to interview you today. And I want to give you the opportunity to say, you know, point anyone in direction of websites or anything you've got coming up, uh, anything. So the, the floor is yours. Uh, well, I would say uh, definitely um, check out Unsung on TV One. Go to tv1online.com mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and check out. If you missed an episode, you don't get TV One. If you go to tv1online.com, you can watch episodes of the show. Uh, you can also check out, um, you know, I have, uh, what do I have? I've got, um, uh, I've got my own site, michaelajockway.com. And also, um, there's the, uh, I didn't talk about something I also do called the, the web series. I started a web series festival. The oh, Los I Angeles see that. Web series mm-hmm. festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's the first of its kind, uh, and it celebrates, uh, web, uh, web a series that are made online from all over the world, all over the United States. Right. It's at LAWebFest.com, and we're going into our fourth year. Wow. I also helped start one in Europe. There's one in France called the Marseille WebFest. It's the oh. second festival and the, the first and only one in Europe. I helped start that one as well, uh-huh. as well as Jean-Michel Albert, who runs it in, uh, at MarseilleWebFest.com. That's in October. I'll be in France for a week for that festival. Oh, I love France. And, uh, <laughs> I love France. Yeah, France is great. Uh-huh. And the south of France is even is, is really nice. It's I like haven't been, been to the south Europe. of France. I, I was in Paris last uh, year, beautiful. but I didn't go to the south of France. Yeah. So uh. I'll be in Paris this year for the first time. I'll get to hang out in Paris for four days before I go to Marseille. But all of this came about because of something called a web series, which are shows being made independently mm-hmm. and by studios. But most of them are being made by regular people like you and I, Alyssa, and they're being made all over the United States, all right. over the country, Australia, uh, uh-huh. Canada, wow. Japan, mm-hmm. Korea, Italy, France, right. Norway, mm-hmm. all over. And I, and I just feel blessed to be a right. part of that web series community. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you have a chance, check out the website, LAWebSets.com. If, web, if you have a web series, mm-hmm. submit it and see if you can get wow. in. We do it every year here in Los Angeles at the airport at the Radisson Hotel uh-huh. uh, for four days, just nothing but shows, watching shows, seeing seminars and, and panels, and we have a big award show, and then 10 shows are selected to go to France. 10 shows from my festival are going to France for the Marseille Web Fest, all expenses paid. Oh, this, this Thanks looks to Jean-Michel great. Albert. You Thanks know, to Jean-Michel Albert. Mm-hmm. So. I have... Um I have a few friends in LA that might be interested in submitting to that. One of my one of my girlfriends, she, her her husband's a producer and also a photographer living in LA, and she's a Filipino and a, she's Australian but born in Philippines. Gorgeous girl, and, oh, wow. and a singer too. Um, but 
But um, I'm, I'm sure she might be interested in that. And um, also, I, I would like to put you in touch with a friend of mine who's uh, a social media like expert. But I'm sure that you know if you touch base with him, there you know he can make some magic happen for you. <laughs> you oh, know? fantastic! So, yeah, I was recently interviewed by Tom. Tom Cruise is big in social media. He did a right. whole. He did a whole piece in uh, in April on mm-hmm. uh, the web series, hot, hot, and they interviewed me for. They did a sixteen page article on his website, and they interviewed wow. me in the in the uh, tomcruise dot com, and then he then he friended me the next day. So wow! That was cool. So yeah, that so was I'm cool. I'm actually going to put a guy in touch with you. I'll suggest you as a friend on Facebook, and you know probably on Twitter. He's he's actually a Twitter expert, so he's you know I'm sort of getting into it. I see you're just getting into it too. <laughs> but uh, I've been involved for about five years. I've, right. been, I've been dealing with five. It's, it's, it's like a whole another community that right. most people are unaware of. And uh, some of the most talented, mm-hmm. amazing creators, writers I've ever right. seen, directors are online. They're all people online. You've never heard of them, but they're ferocious. Wow. Actors, I mean, it's incredible. It's like, an, it's like rap music was 25 years ago. Huh. This underground uh, community of creators in front and behind the camera. It's incredible. And this is, this is the LA Web Fest you're talking about? Yeah, LA Web Fest, LAWebFest.com, mm-hmm. or Marseille Web Fest. These Marseille. Are, are artists who are creating content. Uh, online on places mm-hmm. like a, on you, they have YouTube channels. They've got their own websites. I've got my own web channel, which is a jockwaytv.com. Mm-hmm. I have my web show that comes on on that channel. And you have all these creators that, because we're coming to a time when mm-hmm. don't be surprised if there's a time when individuals are going to be like their own HBO, their own, their own Direct TV, where you're creating content exactly. and people are are watching it by subscription, the same way they maybe they're tuning into a, to your show right. and they're subscribing to it and paying a couple of dollars a month, and that's. But that's yeah. being multiplied on a world mm-hmm. level, so worldwide level. So that's mm. where we're going, I believe. That you know. Wow. That now that was that's yeah. an interesting insight. I really that made me sit. That that was probably one of the biggest insights I've thought about. I never thought about it like that, but you know that is. I, I guess it's like YouTube, but even bigger. It'll go even bigger. It's huge. So, it's worldwide. Mm-hmm. Hollywood has always been a pretty insular. You know, you had to know someone or have mm-hmm. money. You know, mm-hmm. the means of production were so expensive. If you were a filmmaker, it meant that you were you had money to make a film. Now, mm-hmm. with the means of production being, you know, anyone can go and buy a camera. You don't have to be rich to own a camera and and, and editing equipment, wow. Final Cut Pro, and mm-hmm. and so it's made it more accessible for people, and that's why you're seeing more production. Wow. And Hollywood, you know, they can't keep people out now. If you're talented, if you've got something to say, you can get in the game. You can get in the game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I, and I love that. It's it's just such a great thing that that uh, that can happen like that because you know what 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 do you do if if you can't do that? It's it's really hard. But now that you can do that, you know, before you were bound, you couldn't make money. Exactly. Or, you know, but now you have the money. You said I can't afford a camera. I don't have thousands of dollars. Mm. But who's going to edit this? I don't have you know, editing equipment. Now you don't have to worry about that. You can you can do it, or someone you know can do it. You can crew up on mm-hmm. Craigslist, and you can actually make a professional broadcast quality uh, show. And you can, you know, you can license it from your own channel, from YouTube or from your own site. Exactly. And people can tune in. On my site at jockwaytv.com, uh-huh. um, people pay me anywhere from $1 to $4, and they watch my show. And That's I've been doing awesome. that for three years. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like a really great It's like thing. having your own, your own little TV station. Exactly. Now, do you, do you use like a um, – do you have to set up your own – 
uh, TV network or do you have a um, server that does it, like a company that does it for you? Or, you know, is it one of those .TV type sites that you're able to do it through? How do you do that? Well, I started my own channel, on a, and then I, I have a, you know, a, a uh, I have a full site and I have a PayPal component to the site where if you want to watch this, the full episodes, you can pay anywhere from as little as a dollar to watch uh, three episodes or as much as $4 to watch all 12 episodes. Oh, that's cool. And uh, on your laptop, on your computer, your Apple TV, you know. Uh-huh. And so, um, and I'm trying to add more programming to my channel. That's the goal. And um, But I think that's, some, that's, that's something that's gonna, you're going to see more wow. of in the future. Huh. Um, as uh, more and more people take advantage of the internet, and, and the the, uh, the fact that you don't have to wait for someone to mm. uh, validate you or tell you, okay, okay, Alyssa, it's just like how you have your blog talk radio, your blog show. You don't have to wait for anybody to give you the radio show. You can you do it yourself, yeah. and yeah. then draw your own audience. And and uh, you know, not, whereas in the past you'd have to go through all these, you know, all these hoops to. To do that, you don't have to do that anymore. Which, which again, which I think is fantastic. Right. And I hope it continues. You know, like uh-huh. don't don't stifle creative people. Don't oh, don't yeah. handcuff us. Oh yeah. You know, it, a- absolutely. That it's just everyone's getting out there, and even like putting your music out. It's you know, you don't have to you don't have to wait for the record company anymore. You can do it yourself. <laughs> books, exactly. Books, you can. You got book. Just like um. Well, CD same be- with books. I mean, you can you can do an ebook now. You can yes. you know you can don't always self publish. You can do it yourself and keep more of the money. Mm-hmm. But some people they're so used to the old way that the thought of doing it themselves they feel like it's it's a it's taken away. They don't realize that it actually is more mm. empowering. And, and, that, that's, and that's because, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to be researching it. Because, yes, research has started, but it's such an evolving industry. And I, I think that, uh, you know, where they've done a lot of research on business and social media or a bit, there's not one specific to the music industry. And there probably isn't one specific to the movie industry, too. <laughs> there probably is room for someone to do one in the music industry. You know, that would be interesting, a dissertation on the music industry and uh, and social media <laughs> you know, and, and Internet applications. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, anything that where you're not being handcuffed, you're not being forced... Mm-hmm. Out, you know, because so much of of the industry is about gatekeeping. How who can we keep out versus who can we let in? <laughs> exactly. You know. Exactly. And so when you when you can get around that, when you can find a way to get in. Yep. Um, when they when they're when they're trying to keep you out, yeah, that's power. That's that's powerful. <laughs> a lot of, and a lot of the don't a lot of the gatekeepers don't like that because they want to be the one to pick who's going to be dancing. Exactly. And so when you find a way to get around them. Like someone like Tyler Perry found a way to get around the system and, and become a, a mogul in his own life. Right, right. And, uh, and they ignored him and ignored him, and then they couldn't ignore him. They had, they had to deal with him. You know? But That's if he waited, great. if he if Tyler Perry waited to go through the system to anoint him and, and, and give him permission to be in the game, uh-huh. he would never get in the game. Wow. So he would, they'd say, oh, what you're, what you're making, uh, the, the audience doesn't want to see. Uh-huh. So, of course, he's proven wrong. He forced them to... Uh, they were forced to accept the guy. Wow. And, 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 you know, that, so that's what you, I don't want, I believe in no, no restrictions. Like don't hang, don't get in my way. You know, you <laughs> exactly. don't have to let me in your door, but don't get in my way as I'm trying to go through my own door. Exactly. And I think a lot of creative people, they have that attitude, just stay out of my way. Excuse me while I go make this happen. <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And I it's can... happening even, even in movies. There's this kid, um, Freddie, uh, this kid, I can't remember his name, Freddie something, this kid that made a movie online that got all these millions of hits that, that now has to deal with the studio, Freddie somebody, 
Freddie, I can't remember his last name, but he has a deal with the studio now because he made it happen. This kid wow. made it happen on his own. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he made yeah. it happen on his own, and now everybody wants to be with him because he <laughs> showed them that he didn't, he didn't need them to do it, you know? Exactly. You know, you know, it's like when you show them you don't need them, that's when they want you. When exactly. you try to go through them, a lot of times they won't let you in until you show them, I don't need you to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I always tell people, don't don't expect anyone to help you. You'll, do, you'll be just fine. Uh, and so I, I, I absolutely think the same thing because, you know, as I said, I know so many brilliant artists, and I say brilliant artists, that, you know, uh, because they waited for someone else to do it for them, have lost a lot of years, are getting older, don't have another skill. You know, I, I, I know so many people like that. And it, it's such a shame. And I'm sure you do too. Living in Hollywood, you must know a lot of people like that too, you know, waiting for the big, waiting for the, the big uh, break to happen. And, uh, you know, it doesn't happen and they don't have a backup or they don't, they, they're not empowered themselves to do it, but they're still waiting for someone else to do it for them or they're waiting on, oh, I'm, I've got a meeting with this person next week or I've got a meeting with this, this record company this week and they don't realize that it's the same old deal time and time again. <laughs> you know, it's it just, it, it, it's, you know, I've heard the story 10 million times and I just want to say, look, you know, yeah, if you one of the one in 10,000 where you're going to get the deal, but otherwise, you know, do it yourself. <laughs> because Yeah, you do as much as you can. I mean, mm -hmm. at some point, we all need help. No oh, man is an island, no woman is an island. But absolutely. I find that people want to help you when you're helping yourself. People yes. want to give to you when you're when you're not looking for for their help. You're just doing the best you can. Exactly. And and um, mm -hmm. everybody wants to be with the winner. So the even your even people that don't like you, if you start winning, they will rally around you. Yes. Because yeah. everybody wants to be around someone who's doing well. You know, everybody wants to be around, around the that winner. Is, so that is that is true. Just try to win, even on the smallest level. <laughs> win and and, and uh, I love that. I love know. that. Yeah, I just, have to just, quote just you. Just find then. a way to win, even if you win on your block. Even if you're winning on, on your street or your neighborhood, and uh -huh. you just keep growing from there. And wow. don't, again, I say don't expect anyone to help you, and that's when you'll get the help because you're doing for self. People see it. It's infectious, uh -huh. and everybody wants to be around someone who's doing something positive. Exactly. That's, look at I Luther. love that. Look at, Luther's a, Luther is a great example. Yes. Here's a guy that, start, that there's a fan of Unsung. He decided to start a page. Uh -huh. He had a couple. I think when I first met Luther, he had a couple, maybe 200 people, if that, right. 300, if he had that. And he, he, his passion and his belief that other people felt like he did. About Unsung, now he's, yeah. But that's like four or 5,000 fans, and he's a leader. He's a leader, a social media leader when it comes to Unsung, Unsung yeah. when it comes to to. Um, to uh, soul music and R&B, et cetera. Right, uh, right. He, he, but Luther created his own opportunity. Right, Just right. one guy starting with what he had and building from there. Exactly. And so he's an example of what we're saying. Exactly. He's, um, he's uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, a lot of people are being introduced to Unsung through him. And, uh, you know, I think that I became aware of Unsung. Um, I, I, knew what, I knew it anyway because we have TV1, and, you know, of course, but... You know, he getting the news feeds 
and knowing what's going on and seeing them pop up. And then, you know, he tells me all these artists are joining his group too. So that's great. The artists are actually joining and people in the industry are joining the unsung group, you know. So, so that, that says something. It's not just the fans. The, the actual artists are getting in there too. So. It's not true because, because it's infectious. Yeah. Because people are talking about it in the site. Yeah. People are talking about it and rallying around it. Right. And then everybody, people that don't know Luther want to be, they want to be down with Luther. Right. How, Luther, how can I be down? Right. Brother, brother, let me in. Right. You know, and it's all, but it all started with one guy. Right. He didn't have millions of dollars or anything like that, but he had a vision and a passion yeah. and he did, he did it. He didn't just sit around talking about it. Oh, he yeah. made it happen. He's very passionate about his you know, artists. He's very passionate exactly. about, yeah. Exactly. And it's yeah. a pure, it's coming from a pure place. He's not trying to exploit anyone. No. He's not trying to charge money uh-huh. or do anything, um, anything illegal. I mean, he's doing right. it from, from he's, it's coming from the heart. And everybody feels it, and that's why everybody's rallying behind him. Right. That is yeah. that is absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. You know, I, I just I'm I'm so fortunate that I have met you through him, and I've met actually I met a, a, a Leon Silvers through him. Did a wonderful interview with Leon Silvers. Um, you know, Luther's in, in uh, he's he's helped me to get to know quite a few people who are who are amazing people you know just by supporting me and he supports them and brings us together you know? so, oh exactly he's very giving yeah, you know they'll yeah. say when you give you get yeah, yeah you know when so, you give uh, mm-hmm. uh, self, selflessly it, it, it's a boomerang effect right. it comes back and yeah. that's why he's getting a lot you know he, he gives without and then he gets back and you give and you get back so yeah. i think what you're doing with your show is great and i, I uh I listened to uh, one of your shows a few months ago, and Luther, and Luther told me about you, and uh-huh. I checked, you know, I checked out some stuff about you, and I loved your personality and, oh, and what you were you. all about. And- yeah, right. I'm honored to be on your show today. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I want I want to say, Michael, I I thank you for coming on the show, and you know, through through being a friend with you, I am also learning because you know you're doing it in a bigger way than I am, you know, but you know, slightly different, but still, you know, you're at a you're at a higher level than I am, but I'm still doing it in my way, and I'm learning and growing, and and I I love to be surrounded by like-minded people, and you know, obviously, you know, you're a you're a go-getter, and I loved I love love being uh you know what what i think is you've always got to surround yourself with people who motivate you and who you learn from and grow through you know so uh, that's what i try to do you know so uh, we absolutely are... absolutely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but anyway i do want to say because i'm i'm going to uh play a couple of indie songs but i want to say once again Thank you so much. I'm so appreciative of you coming on the show, and I will stay in touch with you. And um, you know, I just I'm going to put you in touch with uh, my friend Keith, as I said, because uh, you know you guys, uh, you know, might be able to help one another. I'm I'm not sure, but he's a great social media guy. So you know, especially for your you know LA Web Fest and things like that. So I'm going to put you in touch with him and. You know, just a few other things. So once again, Michael, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And I am now going to play a couple of indie artists. And uh, then I will uh, be getting on to another segment with my friend Stacy. So this next set, and you can listen in if you want, Michael, but I'm going to be playing a young guy from New York called Lenny Harold with a song called The Phoenix 
Cry, and then I'm going to be playing a guy from Philly called Koof Knots with Sunny Philadelphia, both amazing, amazing artists. So everyone, get ready to listen to Lenny Harold and Koof Knots, and also want to thank... Michael Ajakwe for coming on and go to his sites, michaelajakwe.com, michaelajakwe.tv.com and go to lawebfest.com. So I hope I got that all in. And, and look him up on Facebook and Twitter, Michael Ajakwe. <laughs> Is that Thank right, Michael? Thank you Mark? so much, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, yeah the only one is, it's ajakwetv.com. Ajakwe. A-J-A-K-W-E-TV.com. Yes, yes uh, and so everyone, so much. go to those. And I'm also, I think I'm following you on Twitter. And I'm all, I've also uh, got you on Facebook, obviously. So uh, I will be in touch soon and I'm going to connect you with Keith, as I said. So anyway, thank you very much. And I'm going to play these tracks for everyone. So enjoy.